This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi, everybody. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with former Iowa State quarterback Chris Peterson, who engineered Iowa State's last victory over Oklahoma. The Yankee native had one of the best rushing performances ever by a Cyclone quarterback in Iowa State's 33-31 upset of number 16 OU in Norman in 1990. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Chris Peterson. Chris, thanks for taking some time today. It's the week of the Oklahoma game, and I, and I think a lot of people think about the series and how lopsided it's been in Oklahoma's favor through the years. But we had you on today because you're the, the, the quarterback who engineered Iowa State's uh, one and only victory uh, against the Sooners since 1961. And that was a memorable game in Norman in 1990. That game certainly uh, carries, carries a lot of magnitude for Iowa State fans. Yeah, no, I think you're right, John. You know, certainly at the time it felt like a, a great win for, uh, you know, the team and for Cyclone Nation. He didn't obviously realize at the time it, there would be uh, the amount of time that's passed since we've uh, uh, since we've had a chance to beat him since then. Well, it was uh, really a terrific football game. And as I think back on it, you, you guys had played Oklahoma pretty tough the year before. So did you go down there with some confidence that if you played well, you'd, you'd have a chance to win? Yeah, I think so, John. It, it was not only that, but we had some success. It didn't always show up on the win column, but we previous years and previous games, we had been doing some things on offense we knew could be successful. Felt like every time we went on into a game, you know, we had a chance to win. You know, need some good things, obviously, to happen, a few breaks to to go your way. But, you know, always felt like that we had a chance to put a W on the board uh, every time we, we went out on the field. You still got down though, fourteen to nothing, and then started battling back. Back you got down fourteen on two different occasions in this game, uh, but you guys kept scrapping and kept fighting and kept coming back. And I, as I recall, very very windy day in Norman, uh, and it was probably a little bit more advantageous to try to run the football on a day like that. You know, I remember it was a little windy, a little cloudy, maybe a little mist in the air. And I remember, you know, we kept it pretty simple with the game plan. You know, they had additional people towards the line of scrimmage to try to stop the run. You know, we could check into a few uh, pass plays and vice versa. If, you know, they were laying off a little bit, then maybe, you know, get the running game going. So, you know, try to keep it pretty simple that way. Defense did a great job. Uh, I don't know exactly how the things stacked up in terms of the score at halftime, but just remember that for the most part, you know, defense held them that second half to give us a chance to put a few on the board and, and keep it close uh, to the point that we had a chance to pull it out there at the, at the end. Yeah, no question. The defense did a great job in the second half. And you had a, such a talented teammate in Blaze Bryant. And when you got down 14 to nothing, you got a touchdown. And then you threw that one to Blaze who had gotten behind the defense, a 40-yard touchdown pass. And one of many, many special plays that, that Blaze made in his career. What do you remember most about, about playing with him? You know, first thing I remember is just when he showed up on campus and what a special athlete you could tell he was right out of the gates. You know, he was a junior college transfer, so, you know, really showed up, you know, right at fall practice and immediately could just sense, you know, just how athletic and talented he was. He was extremely fast, good teammate. So it wasn't surprised when the success started to happen for him and, uh, you know, just wish he could have stayed a little more healthy his senior year because I know he got banged up a little bit, but. Boy, when he was healthy, he was he was tough to stop and a, and a pleasure to play with. Well, he gave you a, a, certainly a running threat out of that backfield, but on this day against uh, Oklahoma, you were doing the majority of the rushing and, and actually the second-best rushing performance by an Iowa State 
quarterback in school history. I think he had 148 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Was that a play that just kind of was there uh, on that day, and you guys just kept taking advantage of it? Yeah, you know, we had had some success uh, earlier in that year, John, with uh, running the ball a little bit, you know, did a lot of the quarterback draw, you know, once we established some passing. Some of the yards came at the end there where it was a little bit, uh, you know, two-minute drill type stuff or, you know, just kind of scrambling, trying to make things happen. But, yeah, you know, just try to take advantage of what the defense uh, gave you, and we're fortunate to put a few yards on the on the chart there. Well, I think one key moment in that football game was uh, you were down 31-20 late third quarter. Coach Walden was never afraid to uh, reach into his bag of tricks, and he always had a quarterback in that up position for the punt unit, whether it was De Janeiro or, in this case, Marv Seiler, and he completed a pass to Moore for a huge first down to keep that drive alive and uh and you eventually got in the end zone, which was really kind of a turning point in that game. How much fun was it with Coach Walden just never knowing what he would uh, try to pull off on a given Saturday? John, he was obviously known for that and always kept the defense guessing, especially on, like, the special teams. Um, You know, there was a while there I was lined up in the up back. Uh, Marvin was uh, obviously on that day, but he put a quarterback in that protection spot, which I know they do things a lot different today. You don't see that normally. I think they got three uh, more kind of offensive line type position players protecting the punter now. But, you know, back then, you know, gave us a lot of options. We could run a lot of fakes off of it. And if nothing else, you know, forced the team that we were playing for that week to prepare for the potential of us doing that and uh, whether or not we ended up faking it or not. Well, now you got the ball back when they missed a field goal with a couple minutes to go with a chance to drive 80 yards and get the game-winning touchdown. But some big plays in that drive. What what kind of stands out to you, Chris? I know you converted a fourth and eight. You, you had a long run and then throw to Chris Spencer, which I think was your only completion in the second half. But that was a, a real big play, too. There were there were some big plays to keep that drive, drive going. John, I, I guess when I when I think about that uh, drive, you know, some of it is coming back to memory more because you know it's uh, you get a chance to watch it on the on tape a little bit on the YouTube clips and stuff. You know what I remember is just their field goal kicker missed a short field goal that I believe would have put them up, and you'll have to help me with the math, but would have put it to a point that it would have been tough for us to score twice. They missed the field goal and gave us an opportunity to go out and you know, really going out with the chance if we can put a drive together to go up after really trying to, you know, stay close in the game for the entire day. And you're right, there were a couple of plays. Some of them were by design, but a lot of them were, you know, scramble-type situations where, you know, maybe needed to run uh, out of the pocket for, you know, but something broke down. And, you know, just fortunate enough plays came together and was able to get it across the goal line. And literally, I mean, you reached it across the goal line on uh, third and goal. That set off quite a celebration, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. Uh, probably lucky back then they didn't do as much of the old video replay because I think that one would have got looked at a couple of times on whether or not we <laughs> got across the line. But, that, you know, at the end of the day, that's probably some of the best memories that I'll have, you know, about that day or other things related to the season is just the stuff that you have, you know, with your teammates and, you know, the locker room afterwards and, and being around the teammates and everybody that worked hard to put together a game like that that we could pull out. And when you guys got back to Ames, there were some fans waiting there for for you, weren't there? Yeah, there sure were. You know, we're very fortunate. Got a great fan base, as everybody knows, and that's people uh, 
waiting for us uh, at the airport, and then when we got back to the uh, stadium where they dropped us off. So yeah, it was it was an exciting time. Great to be part of it. Just very fortunate to you know have had a chance to be in that game and and be a part of the victory. And uh, looking forward to uh, you know Iowa State sooner than later winning the next one against them. Yeah, me too. Me too, no doubt. Hey, I wanted to ask you about another game, which you didn't even play in because you were hurt, but the the 1991 Blizzard game against Colorado, <laughs> which it was so memorable for for uh, fans who were around back then, and about 1,700 of them actually made it to that game. What was it like being out on the field that day? Well, I tell you, it was, it was some of the worst conditions certainly I'd ever been part of. Uh, even, you know, like you mentioned, I wasn't on the field that day, but just on the sideline. But uh, wind howling, uh, the cold temperatures. At that time, we played on the turf as opposed to the grass. And by the time you got to the end of the season, you could barely, you know, the, a lot of the fading would start to occur with the lines, you know, the out-of-bounds lines and the different uh, lines for the end zone. And when you had that snow blowing across it, I mean, it just, you literally almost couldn't see a whole lot around, you know, what yard line you were on. And then it was very odd, as you mentioned, just, and I don't blame, I mean, there just wasn't many people there. So it's kind of odd with just a few number of people. It was just a miserable day. Definitely glad we don't play in that type of, a, you, didn't, you know, I didn't play in that type of setting uh, every week because, it wasn't very fun. Hey, Chris, you grew up in Ankeny playing for legendary coach Jerry Pizzetti, and you got the opportunity to come to Iowa State and play the quarterback position. How big a thrill was that for you as a local kid to run that Cyclone offense for a couple of years? You know what, John? I'm just very fortunate to have had the opportunity. You know, I wasn't highly recruited out of high school. Kind of got a few breaks and, and found my way up to Ames and was given an opportunity to be on the team and 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 work my way up to a starting spot and uh be close enough to home to have my a lot of my family be able to attend games when they were able to and just now even after playing uh you know fortunate to be able to you know sharing those memories with some some people I'll interact with from time to time that were either went to Iowa State or followed the Cyclones at that time so just really fortunate to have been part of all that. What do you make of the situation now with the stadium, the way it looks now compared to the, especially when we think about that Colorado game just a couple of moments ago, but just uh, how nice the stadium looks now with the grass field, the close-in south end zone. Uh, you got to have a lot of pride knowing that, that it's a pretty special place to play college football now. Yeah, it just gets better and better. I mean, you've, I've had a chance to go through the practice facilities, and that's fantastic. Uh, when I first saw the south end zone and, and the completion when they did that, I, you know, my jaw dropped. It was just, it was just unbelievable, and how impressive that stadium looks now. The, you know, the video boards that they have, the music, the turf uh, is just phenomenal. Great surface to play on. You know, it's just a lot of things to be excited about right now. And the facilities, you know, they they've been working hard to to keep the facilities up with things. So it's uh, it's a lot to be a lot to be excited about. I think that's true, and I think especially uh, Coach Campbell has really done a nice job coming in here and kind of establishing the kind of the foundation of what he wants in this program. And I think a lot of people are excited about that. One of the things he's really done. Chris, is to reach out to the former players and try to get them involved in this program. As a former player, do you just appreciate the thought that that he wants guys who played and wore that Iowa State uniform in the past to help mentor his young guys and, and to try to be a part of something new and exciting at Iowa State? Yeah, I, I think it's fantastic, John. As everybody knows in the past, you know, we haven't always had, or especially, you know, the time that I was at Iowa State, certainly didn't have the number of wins that I would have 
liked, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of history at Iowa State and a lot of people that uh, have been part of the program and the fact that he's willing to reach out to that group and and to uh, invite them in. I know he sent letters out to the old, you know, to former players, uh, inviting them to come up, take a chance to look at practice or what have you. So it means a lot, and uh, I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for the team. I haven't had a chance to meet him yet, but sure looks like he's got a game plan and a formula of how he wants to do things, and it looks like, you know, starting to execute those, and I know it hasn't converted yet to uh, the number of wins that they want, but certainly I think everybody can see the improvement that they've had in just the short period of time that he's been there. Well, Chris, thanks so much for taking some time today. It was really fun to catch up with you and relive a few great memories of a a tremendous Cyclone win back in 1990. But uh, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to do this. Hey, thanks, John. I appreciate you having me.